Minnesota Show podcast. Welcome to the show. Now, you may be thinking, my God, James, are you wearing a denim jacket? Oh, I'm caught on my desk here. Yes, I am wearing a denim jacket. I'm acting brand new. That's kind of my, uh, kind of my MO this year, or uh, this year, but uh, in the next couple of months here, I'm just going to start dressing like Lenny Kravitz. So, yep, bought a denim jacket, good old-fashioned Levi denim jacket, the trucker jacket. Been rocking it, feeling pretty good about it. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going through I'm going through it, man. I'm over here. Uh, yeah, first time I think I've ever done a podcast in a hat. Don't feel like washing my hair. And uh, rocking the denim jacket. So I'm a denim jacket guy now. Bought some boots, denim jackets. I bought some corduroy pants. I'm, I'm acting brand new. I'm, I'm acting out of pocket. How are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? Hey, today on the show, we're going to do something really fun. We are going to, and I'll tell you this right now, if you aren't watching on YouTube, I'm hotter than a $2 pistol right now. My, I mean, my five o'clock shadow's looking good. Denim jacket's got me moving. Nice hat. Dude, I'm, oh, you kidding me? But hotter than a $2 damn pistol. So today on the show, we're going to do something fun. Um, I'm going to read comments. So I, I, I do this sometimes on stream, and I've taken your questions. I've done Q&As a lot. Um, I've done that a lot. I've done, I think we've done three Q&As. And that's those, those get nice and personal. You know, those are from the listeners. Those are people who love me. And they say, James, what is your, what is your writing style, dude? Let me see into the mind of the maniac. What is your thoughts on this? What is your thoughts on this? What's your favorite food? What's your favorite sushi roll? Uh, whatever. This is not that. The, these are from total strangers. These are from sociopaths on the internet. These are people who uh, watch YouTube videos or podcasts and whatever, and they comment. And I do try and read as many comments as possible when they are posted on my videos. Now, a lot of these videos get hundreds of comments, so I don't read all of them. I don't respond to all of them. I do try and read and respond to a lot of them, though. And <clears throat> so I'm going to do this for the podcast. We're going to have a little bit of fun. I don't feel like talking about the election. I don't feel like talking about the end of America. I don't feel like talking about all that stuff. So we're going to have some fun. This will be released on a Thursday night, Friday morning. So let's end the week with some style, a.k.a. the denim jacket. Just ate some Korean barbecue, so I'm feeling damn good. Uh, some bulgogi. God, let me talk about multicultural podcast. So let's get into this, man. So I've got this kind of locked and loaded into a few different ways. So <clears throat> I have the most recent comments pulled up. Now I'm going to go through those. Some I haven't responded to. Some I are held, held for review. I have not looked at any of this stuff, so this is all going to be brand new. Um, I have my most popular videos up. I tend to have some pretty polarizing videos that... Oh, it's funny because a lot of my most viewed videos are my highest dislike rates because uh, we don't really go with the status quo here. So it is what it is. I prefer that. Um, I don't need a ton of people telling me how great I am. Uh, I would rather the uh, I would rather death threats and love letters. So that's just how I roll. So let's get this started. Let's go first with the with the with the comments. And I'll try. I know a lot of people are listening to this on Spotify or, or uh, you know, your favorite um, Apple or iTunes or whatever your favorite. Um, your favorite, you know, podcast publisher. So you probably won't see the video. So I'll explain what the video is, what video the comments are. I'll give some context. And if you want to watch those videos, just head over to my channel and uh, it'll be easy to find. All right, so let's do this. <clears throat> so I made a video about, about the teacher. So the teacher was a, or is a show on FX. That's about a, um, a relationship between a teacher and a student. Uh, the t high school teacher and a high school student. The teacher is female. The the student is male. When I reviewed the trailer, I had concerns about uh, if this was going to glorify or romanticize the idea of 
like a Romeo Juliet, un you know, forbidden love. And my whole argument was that if this was a male teacher and a female um, student, it had to be a very different video or different different TV show. You wouldn't be able to show them kissing or, or love scenes or whatever. But because it's a woman pedophile, you can get away with some of that kind of stuff. So we we weren't really, I, you know, I wasn't for the censorship of the sh- the show. I wasn't for. Um, you know, banning it, but I was just telling people to be careful with with uh, how they're viewing it or whatever. So here's some comments from that. Uh, at the end of the day, it is a t- this is from Black Star seventy two, and it's twenty twenty. So I mean, you know, I, you know, I don't see color, so it could be White Star seventy two, Yellow Star seventy two, Red Star seventy. Doesn't matter to me. Black Star seventy two. At the end of the day, it's a TV show. Movies and TV shows have always been criticized for glorifying certain subjects. Just like 13 Reasons Why Glorifying Suicide is a touchy subject. It's all about how they end up portraying the subject. So far, the three episodes, I'm still on the fence, but it can groom people's mind to think a certain way. You can't control how people take things and how they portray certain stories. Pretty interesting back-to-back sentences there. Uh, It can groom people's minds to think a certain way. Next sentence, you can't control how people take things. Interesting. Even if the TV show carries the story well and doesn't glorify anything, there will always be people criticizing the show. Watching it now, it is uncomfortable as hell. If the roles were reversed, I'd still give the show a shot. Um, yeah, I mean, this person, they're kind of all over the place, honestly. And I mean, this kind of happens with these like super touchy subjects, is where I think directionally this person is saying that they're uncomfortable with the subject matter. But they're also saying that it should be you shouldn't shy away from touchy subject matters in media. I do agree with that. I think that subject matter should absolutely touchy subject matter should absolutely be shown. I don't think you should say suicide is a touchy subject. So we, so we should never have suicide in a show. Uh, I don't, I don't think that's the way to go. I think that kind of censorship dulls the brain. I do think that's incorrect, but I think, and I, I haven't watched the show. This was just the trailer. This was me. This was a video about the trailer. And I, I, I'm all for the show as far as like, is there a show about pedophilia? Is there a show about, um, you know, a, a teacher and a student? Sure. If you want to show that, sure. What I'm saying is make sure that if you do show it, show it for what it is. Don't make it look like Romeo and Juliet when it's really just a felon woman, you know, uh, seducing and ruining a young man. That's what I'm saying. Next one. Same video. Big Bigging Philip. Bigging Philip is the name of this uh this person here. There's no scenario in the medium of entertainment. I <laughs> I love comments like this. Um they're obviously using medium wrong there. Uh the medium of entertainment isn't a thing, it'd be the medium of television, I guess is what they're trying to say. There's no scenario it's, it's always it's always um it's always people who I tend to tend to try and sound a little smarter, right? It's kind of funny because like, the more you add words to a sentence to sound smarter, a lot of the times you just kind of muddy things up and sound dumber. There's no scenario in the medium of entertainment that that this is acceptable to me. Just like cuties, cuties is another show we did a video on. Um, it, it had like eleven year old girls and it uh, overly sexualized them as dancers and twerk dancers or something. I have a video on that as well. Just like cuties, if they need to understand these people, there is a scientific method and there is a way to go about it beyond being put in an inner... 
Man, this sentence. Just like cuties, if they need to understand these people, there is a scientific method and there is a way to go about it beyond being put in an entertained medium. So no circumstances is this okay, even if she goes to jail and they highlight the bad aspects of it, they made it okay to put it on film, betraying an underage person with an older person to overtly showcase these things is fundamentally immoral, even on film and both individuals are of legal age. It is not okay to overtly have this take place for entertainment. So I, I don't agree with this. You know, I, I think this is pretty obvious. I, I don't agree with this. I don't agree with because something is wrong, you shouldn't show it. It shouldn't be on TV. I think that a lot of the times things that are wrong should be put on TV. You know, just like when um, Spotlight came out and stuff like that. I think you should shine a light on some of these things. And if this teacher goes to jail... Uh, if this teacher goes to jail and it ruins her life and it ruins her family and it, and it scars this child and it shows the, you know, it shows the the downfalls and all that stuff of this kind of stuff and how it actually happens and how it negatively affects people's lives, I think in that case, show it, show it, you know, just like war. You don't want war movies to glorify war. You want war movies to show the cruelty and to show the realness of war. You know, you don't want captain america to be the only war movies where it's like a bunch of superheroes who never get dirty never get shot you want to see movies like saving private ryan or band of brothers or whatever where you see the 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 true nature of these things that's what that's what entertainment is entertainment is not or not entertainment but that is what like movies and tv and books that's what it should do it shouldn't just broadcast fiction it should take you into these places if these places are bad places hey i mean you know, even the, even more the reason. So I don't agree with that. Next, this was about, uh, these are some comments. These are some comments about the election. Uh, this one says fraud election. Um, this one says Trump won. Uh, powerful, you know, very, very nice guys. Next one, back to censor, or back to a, a teacher. When I saw the trailer, I go, is that at a high school? I watched a review and it was a high school to me. I would not care if it was in college <laughs> I would not care if it was in college a teacher and the student, but high school is a no to me. Read some comments. Some see don't get the point of it. Uh, yeah, if it was college, it'd be a little different because they'd both be legal age. I think the issue here is uh, the Ill- illegality of it, the whole thing. Uh, next was about the election. Was the 2020 election rigged? The matter with mail-in ballots being wheeled into the voting stations in both Michigan and Wisconsin at 4 a.m. after all the poll watchers were sent home and the votes were unanimously for Biden. Stinks to high heaven. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, you know, there are obviously a lot of things with, especially with misinformation. I'm not saying that, I'm not, I'm not saying that that is specifically incorrect. But I'm saying that in this world of misinformation, if you put enough things together, yeah, it does sound pretty bad, right? Like that sentence, you know, if, if there are, like imagine the polling station is being shut down, everyone going home and then them wheeling in boxes and boxes of votes. And 100% of them were all Biden and no one was there to count. Like, yeah, it sounds like a movie, right? It sounds like it does stink to high heaven, you know? So there are, and in the podcast, when we talked about this, we, you know, there are, there are issues with the mail-in system. There are issues with the voting system. There are issues with the election system. You know, the United States of America should have a better system than this. Should be quicker, should be uh, what a fraud free. And, I think that there is a really big difference between saying 
hey, this stinks or whatever. Hey, this is this is um, this is kind of suspicious. And then jumping straight to the election is rigged. Uh, every election is rigged. Lizard people are running the country. You know, like there's a huge jump there. Uh, so I, I don't I don't. This person's name is Audie Presley. Uh, I would assume related to the, the late Elvis Presley. But I I would I always heighten or I always caution people and say, you know, you can say, you can say, is the election system correct? Is the election system as good as it can be? Are there flaws in it? That's an that's absolutely arguable. That's absolutely a discussion that should be had. There's a big jump there between that and. The democratic system has failed. We are in a rigged government where they're telling us who wins and loses and our votes don't count. You know, those are very, those are two drastically different lines of thinking. Next up, back to a teacher. <clears throat> Brother, I watched this review. This is from Mr. 420. Blaze up. Brother, I watched this review and I approve. I've done a bit of investigating into the story because I'm a writer and also a teacher's assistant. Because of that, I also find pedophilia sick. That's kind of fun. Oh, because of the teacher's assistant. Okay. Um, I was saying, I was saying, there's no pre-qualifier. There's no pre-qualifier to finding pedophilia sick. I think it's just sick in general. Um, kind of a sidebar here, but I think certain crimes, uh, pedophilia being one of them, I think, I don't, I don't think there should be like a. I think you should lose all your rights and be sent to an island or something. Um, if you do that, I, I think that's that's about as bad as people get. Turns out you're right about what the producers were going for, and the story supposed to shed a light on the Me Too movement. It looks like it'll be a great show. Okay, so this person's saying. This person is saying that um, it looks like they are going to shine a pretty negative light on um, the idea of the relationship and, and all that stuff. So that's good. That's good. I'll sub to you. You sound like a cool guy, and I love movies. Thank you, man. Thank you, Mr. 420. See, it's a little bit of love letters, guys. Uh, next up, this was about Godzilla. This is about Godzilla whenever they created the creators of Godzilla, Toho, um, created a short cartoon where Godzilla's son came out as transgender. And wanted to be a woman. Or I might have been back. Yeah, I think it was a son going into uh, as a woman. Maximus, 2014, says, I can't believe Toho is a supporter of the LGBTQ community. I'm so proud of Toho. Uh, it doesn't matter to me one way or the other, but I think it's interesting where everyone has to have an opinion on everything. I mean, like, I'm so proud of Toho. And, what is, and Toho is really, all they do is create... Um, movies and cartoons of giant intergalactic space monsters fighting each other. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's weird to be like, man, I'm so glad these people who create uh, monsters fighting each other in the skies and on different planets and uh, dragons ripping the throats out of giant butterflies. I'm so glad they're also with the LGBTQ community. It's like, how's that, how's that mix? You know, it's like, uh, I think it's weird that every company should have a stance on this stuff. You know, like I don't care if my sweet tea, I don't care if my sweet tea company, Red Diamond, I don't care if Red Diamond uh, believes in communism. Like, as long as they make sweet tea, I really don't give a shit. I don't care if, um, you know, I don't, I don't care if Red Diamond is a satanic cult group. It's like, man, they make a good sweet tea. You know, I don't need them to also align with me politically, you know. Uh, next up, this was Keith Olbermann loses his mind in the anti-Trump rant. This person says psycho. And he was being quite psychotic in that video. Uh, this one, you're going to see a lot of these. So I made a video about pandering. I made a video about, um, I made a video about the idea of Kamala Harris and Joe Biden pandering to different cultures with Timberlands and hot sauce and Despacito. <clears throat> one of my most popular videos of all time. 
Uh, this person says, Taco Man 4K says, I mean, it's just shoes. Uh, this person says, who cares? So what? Give them a minute, at least a minute. Um, this person says, who, who cares what she wears as long as she does her job? So these people are all, these people are all missing the point. Um, the point isn't the shoes, right? The point isn't the hot sauce. The point isn't Despacito. The point is that these are tactics that are used. These cultural identifiers are used as vehicles to push a very specific narrative. Now, here's the problem with that. I think cultural identifiers should be celebrated for what they are, right? Uh, like African-Americans, if they, in this situation, if they wear Timberlands and, and you know, whatever, or use hot sauce, that should be celebrated, right? It should not be a vehicle to connect the electee to the voter. If Hillary Clinton came to me and was wearing a polo shirt and khaki pants, and I was like, hey, look, I'm really kind of concerned about uh, immigration. And she said, yeah, but did you notice I was wearing a polo? I said, yeah, I did notice that. But just because you're dressing like me doesn't mean that I'm going to care less about these issues. And my entire point of the video was instead of politicians going to the old playbook of, hey, when you go down to the Latino you know, when you go down to this Latino press conference, play Despacito. Instead of that, it should be, what are the 10 issues that actually affect Latino voters? How can we fix that? You know, what are the actual issues that affect African-American voters? How can we fix that? It shouldn't be, hey, make sure to wear Timberlands. Hey, what, make sure to talk about Tupac. Hey, make sure, you know, and, this, and it, to me, it's just so racist and it's so demeaning because— there are people who have actual questions about, you know, the economic wage gap and redlining and inner city funding and stuff like that. And then they just answer with clothes or music or rappers. I remember when I remember whenever I think it was Kamala Harris referenced that Tupac, I think was her favorite rapper. It's like, that's fine, but I really need to know. I really need to know about your stance on like incarceration. You know, I I really I care way less about what's on what's on Barack Obama's Spotify list, and I care way more about uh, his tax plan. You know, that's what voting to me should be. I, I just and and it's funny because in those videos I get shit on a lot, and I'll probably read tons more comments, but I get shit on a lot because they they think I'm being racist or they think I'm trying to demean the Timberlands or demean the hot sauce or whatever. But I'm standing up for them and them being the voter of any culture, even, I mean, white, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's not, it's, I'm saying that it, it, it's just kind of sad. And I, and these comments are in these videos where it's like, Oh my God, I'm voting for Kamala Harris just because she wears Converse's or just because she wears Chuck Taylor's or I'm voting for Barack Obama just because he plays basketball. It's like, guys, we we're not picking best friends. We're not tender swiping. You know, this isn't Bumble. You don't vote. You don't vote like that. You know, you don't you don't even vote like that on Bumble. On Bumble, you don't say, "Oh, I want to go on a first date with this guy because he's wearing the same shoes I do." Or I you know, it's like there's got to be more. There's got to be more. These people are in control of way more than your Spotify playlist. You're not handing them the aux cord, you're handing them the presidency of the United States. Uh next up, you are this is um this is in the Keith Oldman loses his mind anti-Trump rant. When Obama said, if you are not, this is from Sandra Meyer. Oh, she's two. She had, oh my God. She had two, uh, she had two comments. When Obama said, if you're not with us, you're against us. After he won, I will never forget hearing that from an American president. 
If anyone, if anyone wants to know how the Holocaust happened, look no further than this right here. It's, to, it's disgusting that he has given a platform how many Democrats are going to stand up against this vitriol. Y'all know my rule about bringing up the Holocaust, but I will say she's directionally right. I mean, this kind of rhetoric of, if you're not with us, you're against us. If, this kind of rhetoric of, I'm right, you're wrong. Blue equals good, red equals bad. Um, arrest the people who you know, disagree with me. I mean, Keith Oldman has called for the arrest of Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, uh, only for being supporters of Donald Trump. That is, obviously, it's not how you get the Holocaust, but it's definitely how you get these, like, super divided politics and this super divided political realm. Um, there was a lot more that went into the Holocaust. We won't get into that here. Um, a lot of that, uh, we won't get into that here, but read up on it. Read up on it. It's a lot more than just my guy won and your guy didn't. But that is how you get into a super divided country where you aren't voting how to how to make the country great or, or how to make the country as good as it can be. You're voting for a team. You're voting for your own mindset. And as it becomes more violent, both mentally and physically, where you're scared to be on either side. That's kind of how I feel we are we are right now, where it's scary. If someone asks you who you voted for, you have to recoil a bit, especially if you're a mixed company. If you're in, if you're with a group who you know are from, let's say, California, and they say, who'd you vote for in the last election? It's like, damn, man. If, they, if I say Trump, I'm going to have to preface this or preface, as some of my friends would say. I'm going to have to pre- preface this by saying, hey, look, by the way, I'm not a racist, but I voted for Trump. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, It's funny because I felt like this sometimes coming from the South where if I'm in mixed company, God bless this jacket looks good. If I'm in mixed company and people want to know where I'm from and I sound from Mississippi, I feel like I have to have a qualifier of being like, Oh, but it's not like the Mississippi you're thinking of, you know, we have roads and stuff. You know, it's like if someone asked me if I would vote for Trump and I say, yes, I feel like I have to also say, but I don't like Trump or, but I don't believe in a lot of his stuff. I don't like his Twitter. Like it's so polarized and that is super dangerous. And that's what the video of Keith Oldman that we reviewed really pushes this idea that, you know, destroy the enemy. You know, the enemy is wrong. You are right. We are pure. They are evil. Um, even Michelle Obama said something like 70 million voters for Trump uh, all should be ashamed of themselves. And they're all this and they're all that. And it's like, Man, that's a pretty broad stroke. You know, that's a pretty broad stroke to just say 70 million, million people are wrong or 70 million people are against us or 70, 70 million people need to apologize. Um, I saw someone say that Texas, um, it's something like Texas has reached 1 million COVID cases. Uh, they voted for Trump. That's all I'm going to say. It's like, what are you implying? Are you implying that they deserve to get it because they voted for Trump? Are you implying that, you know, like th- those kind of, that is really dangerous in my opinion. Uh, that that whole mindset, and I hear it a lot too. Um, I hear it a lot when I hear people say stuff like, "Can you imagine if a couple of Democrats walked in here right now?" Or can you imagine if the Democrats were in control of this? And it's like, there really shouldn't be that big of a difference, you know? Like a Democrat or Republican really shouldn't be that big of a difference. And I don't think I don't think they really are. I think a lot of it is um, kind of this perception, this radical right and radical left. But you know, I, I mean, I've I've been. It's so funny because, like, I've been accused of voting for Biden and being a Democrat, even though I've only voted Republican my entire life. And it's because people just assume 
if you are opposing a view or if you aren't fully on board, you must be the enemy. And that's a really bad way of looking at things. Uh, next up, this is about movie theaters. So this is an interesting conversation we had. This is about movie theaters. Uh, I, I said the movie theaters are dying. Uh, I don't think they'll come back after COVID. I think it's one of those things that people will just do at their house. Uh, gyms, I think, are another thing that probably won't come back. This said, just, this is from Paul Revere. Just think of when arcades were the place to go to get the best gaming experience, still home consoles blew arcade machines away. Home entertainment is the way to go, and cinemas are pretty much done. There is a response. Home consoles didn't blow away arcades until after arcades closed down. At first, the quality was close enough to kill off arcade business. The same thing with DVR, Blu-ray, and home streaming. Of course, the theater is the ultimate experience. But if home theaters are good enough, there's a serious threat to theaters and a, add a pandemic to the mix and well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I think the I think they kind of nailed this, right? I think I think that technologically, this is like the home is the place for entertainment now because everywhere has a 60 inch TV. I mean, think about the household that you know with the smallest TV. How big is it? 55 inches, 50 inches? I don't know anybody who watches a living room TV that's under 45 inches. You know, and then you you factor into the ease of getting popcorn and nachos and whatever else. Then the ease of getting all these movies, whether it's renting them on Red uh, Redbox, anybody called Redbox, Redbox or Netflix or Hulu or uh, HBO or Amazon or any rental service, you know, streaming it. Like before, with like, even like Blu-ray and DVD, you still had to drive to Walmart. You still had to go to Walmart. You still had to grab the the Blu-ray. You still had to pay for it. You still had to bring it home. You still had to have a separate device. You know, now it's click two buttons on your uh, Roku and boom, you're watching the new movie. You know, for a dollar. So, I I I I do think it's this weird intersection of technology technology blowing it by and then people are just different people don't want the hassle of going to the movies before movies had like this whole experience it was this whole uh you know pomp and circumstance and you see restaurants go through this all the time too where in it's in vogue for restaurants to be like really big and really really like um loud and boisterous they're called gastrodomes and now gastrodomes are kind of out and it's more of this like intimate 20-seater um, no menus, just a taste. It called a tasting menu where it'll be like twelve courses, and you get like twelve different bites. You know what I mean? It's like you don't order off these big lavish menus. So it's all in circle. You know, it's all it's all it's all bit it's all kind of goes in rounds. And I think now that people don't want to be sitting next to a stranger in a movie theater in a seat that's not theirs, they want to be sitting alone at home at the piece of their own home, uh, doing whatever they want. You know, looking at their cell phones or playing on their iPad while watching the movie, pausing, go to the bathroom, whatever. So I think movies will go away. I think movie theaters are an old thing. You also got to remember back in the day with arcades, it wasn't just the gaming experience. It was also, that's where people went to socialize. You know, that's where first dates happen. That's where girls, you, you know, like kids became kids, you know, like 13 year old, 12 year olds went and got in trouble. You know, they went to the arcade with their buddies and, you know, spent $5 for 10 hours playing games and being cool and, you know, wearing clothes or whatever. And you're like, oh, I got a new jean jacket. I'm going to go wear it at the arcade because maybe Katie's there. Maybe, maybe Donovan's there, you know? So, but now that, and that's what movie theaters were when I was growing up, you know, you, know, you were going on a first date, you were probably going to the movies. You had a birthday party. You were probably going to the movies. You had a Saturday. Um, you're probably going to the movies. 
you know, you and your friends were bored, you're probably going to the movies. I know me and my friends all the time would go buy snacks, sneak snacks in, see two or three movies in a row. None of us had cell phones. You know, our parents would drop us off at the movies and come back four hours later. And uh, it was a place to go hang out. It was a place to be cool. It was a place I got a new, I got a new uh, shirt. I want to wear it to the movie theaters. And that's just not it anymore. People don't do that. The movie theaters aren't this social place. The social place is now Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Like it sounds weird, but that's the truth. Uh, it sounds like some weird dystopian nightmare, but that's just that's just the case, man. I mean, that's just it. You know, instead of instead of, I mean, this is a good example. Like I'm wearing this badass new jean jacket, and the first time the public is ever going to see it is on my podcast. <laughs> it's not going to be. Uh, at a movie theater, you know, it's not going to be at an arcade. It's not going to be at a drive. It's not going to be at a sock hop. Next one. Um, uh, this is on the Keith Oldman video from Buddy Hill. He will split hell wide open. Very dramatic. I sure hope that doesn't happen. I sure hope, I sure hope that, um, this new presidency doesn't usher in the gates of hell. I sure hope the seven Librams aren't opened and the seals are opened and the three-headed dragon comes down. If we're if we're too deep, if we're two chapters into the book of Revelations by Biden's halfway through his term, I'm going to be really pissed off. Uh, next up, this is on the Kamala Timberlands video. So what? She wears Timberlands. What? <laughs> Lachey Watson. She, so what? She wears Timberlands. What's your point? Get you some swag. First of all, Lachey, you don't see this denim jacket? Second of all, it's not the point. It's not the point. The shoes aren't the point. And it's crazy how I can make a 15-minute video and they people just miss the point. Um, This is on a teacher. This is disgusting. Just watch Disney Plus shows, Power Rangers on Nickelodeon, or Sesame Street if you don't like adult shows. I love this. <clears throat> Just watch... Oh, my God. Just watch Disney Plus shows, Power Rangers, or Nickelodeon, or Sesame Street if you don't like adult shows anymore. The actor is 25 years old. The relationship is not appropriate in real life, but it's just a TV show. What's the big deal? What a ridiculous argument. What a ridiculous argument. Same person. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, same person. Are you guys trying to get people to cancel Hulu subscriptions to, like, Netflix over the movie Cuties? It's so crazy. This is a really insane uh, argument. The insane argument that, first of all, the argument of, hey, go watch Disney Plus shows or Power Rangers if you don't like this pedophilia movie. It's like some people don't like that shit. Like some people don't like this stuff being thrown in front of them. Some people don't like, um, you know, even like 13 Reasons Why, like they mentioned earlier. Like some people don't like graphic suicide-driven shows. Some people just don't like that. You know, some people, I mean, some people, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but some people don't like movies like Brokeback Mountain that are super in-your-face about, uh, you know, homosexuality. Like some people just aren't comfortable watching that. And I loved Brokeback Mountain, by the way. I thought it was really good. I saw it in theaters. Talk about progressive. But, yeah, I thought it was a really good movie. But, um... Some people don't like that. You know, like some people just don't like it. So to say, like, if you don't like adult shows, go back to Power Rangers. Really weird way of thinking. Also, really weird, weird, weird way of thinking. I think I just had a stroke there. The idea that the idea that the actor or actress not being 
actually illegal. Like the idea that the actor is 25 and the woman is 30. So it's all good. Is so dumb. It's actually shocking to me. It's actually stunning. If I had a movie and the movie showed bestiality and it's like, Oh dude, bro, that was just CGI. Don't be freaked out about it. It's like, dude, I don't want to watch that. I don't give a shit if it is CGI. I don't care if it's a cartoon. I don't want to watch bestiality. You know, like there was a movie called uh, The Film, I think it was. It was like a Russian movie. And it showed, it was supposed to be like the most horrific movie of all time, the most graphic movie of all time. It shows like incest, rape, uh, mutilation. And it's it's one of those like European shock movies. Obviously, right, like the scenes aren't real. They're not really murdering people. They're not really raping people. They're not really mutilating people. But it's still hard to watch. What a stupid comment. Like, I mean... It's mind blowing, and six people like or five people like this. Those five people should be should be arrested. Well, I'm saying in jest, obviously, but like Game of Thrones, there are scenes in Game of Thrones that are like, "Whoo, that was hard to watch." That guy's face get cut off. It's like I know it's not a real face. Just because it's not a real murder doesn't mean that it's no big deal. Just like it's, what, a, what a stupid comment. I don't call people stupid a lot, but oh, man, uh, Kamala Harris, man, you tripping? Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much for understanding the video and missing the point completely. Hot, uh, it's the same thing. Hot sauce goes on everything. I'm from Michigan and I use it on everything. And try it when your food, try it when your food is nasty. It makes it better. As far as her Tims, bro, they shoes. Again, missing the point. Don't care about hot sauce. Don't care about Timberlands. It's the vehicle. It's the narrative being driven be, via a vehicle of cultural identifiers. Very simple. Don't understand how people are confusing this. Here we go. This is, is I, I can see this is good. This is about teacher a teacher. James Scamato, you are 100% correct. There's a double standard when it comes to this particular type of pedophilia. I can't believe that they are trying to glorify it. Someone will say no one is glorifying it, but yes, they are. They are by trying to suck people into watching it. Would anybody be allowed to have something like this, this type of content, if it depicted a real-life teenager or an adult, downloaded onto their computer? No. Authorities would be notified she slash he would automatically be arrested, spend a mandatory minimum of five years in prison, and be put on the sex offender registry for the rest of their lives. How is it legal to make a steamy movie about a pedophile relationship and make money off it when there is when here in the USA is illegal for anyone to be in possession of child uh, pornography? So this is, again, directionally right, but incorrect. So obviously that's not the same. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have to drive that point home where the movie depicting these things is not the same as real life. This real a video of this in real life, right? This is a story. The whole point is it, they're not glorifying it just by putting it on the screen. They'd be glorifying it. If the, one, the teacher and the student had like this beautiful, loving relationship and it blossomed in this beautiful, loving life and no one cared and everything was happily ever after. Like that's glorifying it. There is a huge difference in spotlighting bad situations and then having it in real life. Same as like what I said with war, where there's a huge difference between showing war and then forcing someone to go to war. You know, so I, again, I don't have to really go into this comment. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Fantastic response here. Relax. 
It's not like he's... I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to censor myself. Relax. It's not like he's fucking six. It's not like he's fucking a six-year-old boy. He plays a 17-year-old and she's 30. It's not that bad. Okay. (laughs) Giancarlo is this guy's name. Giancarlo Rodas. Hey, brother. You should not have published this comment. What an insane comment. Dude, come on, bro. He ain't six. It's a 17-year-old and a 30-year-old. Dude, it ain't that bad. It's like, oh, man, damn. Tough from Giancarlo. He literally played... This is the same comment. He literally played a gay guy in a movie made out with a dude, but that was no problem, apparently. It's acting. Students in high school think about getting with their hottest teachers all the time. Whew. This, um... This is pretty stupid. This is pretty dumb. Uh, oh my God. I wish I had like listeners or something that could call in and answer this. So I wouldn't have to answer these kind of questions, but are these statements, but uh, okay. So let's, let's take this one sentence at a time. It's not like he's fucking a six year old boy. He plays a 17 year old and she's 30. It's not that bad. doesn't matter. There's no levels to it. Like in this situation, bad is bad. Wrong is wrong. You know what I mean? Like I understand if you're 21 and she's 17 and it's like, yeah, okay, there's some gray area there. It is different, obviously, than a six-year-old or something. That, that, that is obviously different. But the idea that show this, not this, or this is fine, this isn't fine in this situation is a weird foundation for this. You know, in this situation of a fictional story, wrong is wrong. Like, they don't have to, there's not like a scale. In real life, sure, there's a scale. In real life, you would obviously think differently of the two cases of one being 21 and a 17-year-old versus 21 and a 6-year-old, obviously. You know, but that's real life. This is just a this is just a story. So it's weird to be like, I can stomach watching this fictional story, but not this other fictional story. Next, he literally played a gay guy in a movie made out with a dude, but that was no problem. There's, that's not illegal. You know what I mean? Like, that's a completely different thing. That's not illegal that just shows that just shows that Giancarlo is probably a homophobe. Is that if he's equating a, uh, two gay guys in a movie, if he's equating that with pedophilia, then obviously Giancarlo thinks that they're pretty similar on his scale of right and wrong. Giancarlo really needs to look in the mirror, and he he needs to do a lot of thinking. Giancarlo's Giancarlo's pretty pretty morally confused, I think, with a lot of this. So I think we should all pray for Giancarlo. Um, next, this is the Kamala Harris Timberlands. They sold it. We bought it and the time will come to pay the piper. This is not going to be good. Um, Keith Oldman video. This guy's a nut bar. Is this for real or is it an acting joke? I can't tell anymore. Crazy world. Good question. Honestly, you wonder if that is true. You wonder if these, you wonder if a lot of these like radical left journalists are just kind of pumping this up. You wonder if they're pumping up this whole thing or if they are, um, or, or if they're, or, or if they're playing, you know, like, Oh, is this real? Is Keith Oldman really just pissed off? Or is he just kind of playing a role? Um, this is the Chelsea Handler 50 cent videos from Chelsea Handler Handler admitted she had to remind 50 cent. Don't forget you were black when he supported Trump. Uh, we went pretty hard on Chelsea Handler and the idea that, um, a certain culture or a person of color or whatever has to do a certain thing. Otherwise they aren't, Whatever, like that, that, you know, like that's obviously racist and ridiculous. Uh, Timoth said, "Certain white pasty woman, 
Certain white pasty women have alternative motives than just wanting true equality for everyone. Chelsea Handler is one of those types of women. Be very wary when someone tells you how you should think. I like that. that I'm not sure what the first part meant. I'm not sure about alternative motives, but correct. If someone is telling you how you should think, you should be very wary. You should be concerned. If you're dating someone and your boyfriend or girlfriend tells you, you should believe this, you should think this, I want you thinking this, you should be concerned. If you're in a church or a cult or a group and they're saying, you know, you should believe this, we are telling you to believe this. Anytime someone takes away your free will or takes away your freedom to make your own decisions, yeah, you should be concerned. Uh, this is on Kamala Harris's hot sauce. Looking for the first time on your channel. You got me cracking up for telling the real deal. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for talking about this. They think we're stupid, and sadly, a lot of people in my generation do fall for the trash. Uh, let's see here. This is the Keith Oldman rant. As a European, this is the kind of thing that sets off alarm bells, and they're loud and flashing right now. I cannot believe this rant is actually still on YouTube. While other slightly edgy content is banned and pushed down the algorithm, the modern left is seemingly becoming more psychotic as the day goes by. Yeah, I mean, I think this, I think that rhetoric, like I said, that rhetoric, um, supporters of that rhetoric is bad. And it does set off alarms. You know, it does set off weird alarms of like the, the super totalitarian kind of regime. Uh, this is the Chelsea, Chelsea Handler video. Yet again, we have a white woman saying that an African-American can't vote for a certain person solely because of the fact they're African-American. Yeah, crazy. I mean, it's really crazy. It's like, it's just like being from Mississippi. You know, it's like the idea of, oh, you're from Mississippi. You have to do this. It's like, I don't. I'm I'm my own person. You know, I'm proud of being from Mississippi. I'm, you know, proud of being who I am. But that doesn't mean I have to do certain things. It's like 50 Cent. I'm sure he doesn't need Chelsea Handler reminding him he's black and he can do whatever the hell he wants. If he wants to vote for a Republican, vote for a Republican. You know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. It's insane. You know, it's insane to be like, oh, you're whatever. Oh, you're German. You must be a Nazi. And that's, that's crazy. That's racist. You know, that's just, it's, that's the worst kind of thinking. Mm Hmm. Let's see. Um, let's see here. Okay. All right. Let's move on to some video. Let's move on to some other videos. Yeah. Let's move on to some other ones. So this video is. So this is the Kamala Harris video. We'll just go through a few of these. I have like some individual videos pulled up. This is the Kamala Harris video. What's the big deal, man? She wear whatever she want. Uh, the, uh, she is beautiful. Um, I have no idea who you are, but, uh, let's see, bro. You cracked me up so bad. I subscribed. What are Timberlands and why are they important? Who, who, what she wears as long as she does her job. James, I hope you see this because I feel like you want the truth. A lot of people put hot sauce on their greens. I'm from Louisiana. So we put hot sauce on everything. As far as the Tims, that is just news rhetoric. She was dressed appropriately for the area she was visiting. What would the topic of discussion be if she was wearing a pair of high heels? Um, as far as the hot sauce, like, again, I don't give a shit about the hot sauce. I've never, I, I live in the deep south. I've never, ever seen someone put hot sauce on greens. I've seen people put the Tabasco sauce, like the vinegar sauce with the Tabasco peppers in it. It's like a yellow bottle. 
and they put it's clear. It's like a vinegary pepper sauce. And that's what I put on my greens. I've never ever seen someone use Frank's or a Texas Pete hot sauce on greens. I'm not saying you can't, but you know, I, I know I know hot sauces. All right, Dutch. Uh, and then we answered. We obviously answered the rest of that. <clears throat> um, I mean, it's just shoes, but it's not. Hey, James, you're hilarious, bro. Dig the content. Thank you very much. Media has been like that for years. A comment on a dress and outfit. I don't care. The the Paps didn't take pictures of Princess Diana before she married into the royal family. Just like they wouldn't take pictures of you or me because we were unknowns. Let the world dance. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I have no idea what this comment is saying. I have no idea what they're talking about. Y'all hate to see black women happy. This is these are this is the this is the comments that confuse me because I'm supporting, I'm openly advocating for black women. I'm openly advocating for for them. And people, what happens is people come into these videos and they do not care what I'm saying. They come into it defensive. They come into it aggressive and angry and i'm saying let's attack let's go after the actual issues to better help these cultures and people label me a racist you've got yourself a new subscriber good sir i'm black and i gotta say yes she's pandering um i never knew guys were so obsessed about shoes pandering versus marketing versus campaigning versus branding yeah i mean the second the second part is right. Like pandering, marketing, campaigning, branding are the same thing is, is what I'm arguing, which should make it obvious. I don't care about the shoes. Um, you mad, bro. Oh, this is a good one. I responded to this one. You mad, bro. You just wasted 15 minutes whining like a baby about what someone is wearing and someone else playing some music. Get a life. So then I responded, sigh, you missed the point. I don't care about the shoes and playing the songs, how the shoes and the song are being portrayed. It's being used as a vehicle for a narrative. I'm openly supporting and advocating for both of these things to be celebrated, blah, blah, blah. Then they say, notice how different these comments are. The first one, you mad, bro? You whining like a baby. Get a life. Second comment, I think maybe you could have approached the whole topic differently. If their intent is genuine, great. If not, I think we need some evidence of pandering that you are portraying as a negative because the intent did not fit a specific narrative in your opinion. I think Biden is a pretty genuine guy and wants to relate to others. Honestly, in this clip, he reminds me of a grandfather or father trying to trying to be cool to impress his kids and grandkids. And like, it's crazy how different these two comments are. Because this first comment, I'm a baby. I'm wasting 15 minutes. I need to get a life. The second comment, they're agreeing with me. You know, like, yeah, if their intent is genuine, great. I agree with that. If not, we need evidence of pandering. I literally give 15, 16 minutes of the evidence. Then... Uh, and honestly, in Biden's clip, he reminds me of a grandfather trying to be cool to impress his kids. That's pandering. That's literally pandering. Trying to be cool to impress your kids or a group or whatever. That's the problem. That's what I'm saying. It, it's wanting to connect, but it's connecting via an outfit or a clothes or just like with a grandfather. That's a great example. If a grandfather wants to connect with their grandchildren, the way to do that is to get to know them. The way to do that is to have a conversation with them, get to know them on a personal level, not to dress like them. That could not be any more of my point. And it took one comment. It took one comment for me to completely get this person to flip from me being a mad bro and all this other stuff to understand the situation and agreeing with me. It shows that when you go into this stuff, 
and you go into it defensive without wanting to hear the other side, how it dulls your mind because it doesn't allow you to look at the issues. Y'all got to be crazy. These aren't even the popular Tims. I wear Tims and I'm an educated African-American, not correlated. You can, I'm never saying that's correlated at all. I'm not saying that wearing Tims means you aren't educated. You know what I mean? Like that you can, so she, right off the bat, Tashara Hartfield is defensive. She's stereotyping her own culture that if you wear Tims, you can't be an educated African-American, which I, which I obviously never said. I eat hot sauce on my greens. Some things are culture. That lady is African-American slash Native American. She attended a HBCU. She's part of AKA culture. But she missed a point, right? Like y'all know that. She missed a point. Like I don't have to, I've already explained enough. These y'all are probably answering these questions by yourselves. So I ask you, I'm not, I'm not going to go through this. We'll do an exercise. Y'all can see in this comment where she's missing the point, right? So we'll just break it down. So we already went through the educated African-American Tim's thing. I can eat, I eat hot sauce on my greens. Some things are culture. We said, what about culture? It should be celebrated, right? Is she missing the point that these parts of culture, hot sauce on the greens, Tim's, are being used nefariously to falsely connect with people? She's outlining it. She's outlining it here. That lady is African-American, Native American. She attended HBCU. She's part of AKA culture. If that's true, which it is, if that's true, she doesn't need the Tims and the hot sauce to connect. She should be connected. She should then worry about the actual issues. She like Tashara Hartfield in this comment. It's so crazy to me. She's explaining it. She's explaining what the problem is with this. But she can't even under, she's typing it but she can't understand it. And then I um and then I, you know, outline what I just explained to y'all. And then somebody else comments, maybe she did those things already, but decided to show people by highlighting the fact that she does to relate, to see more human. She's an AKA and went to Howard. It's crazy. Back-to-back comments are, back-to-back comments are just illuminating the, 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 exactly my point. She, or, she definitely already ate greens with hot sauce and owned Timberland boots before. Again, making my point for me. When Kamala Harris was running in the Democratic primaries, how many times did you see her wearing Timberland boots? How many times did you, pe- did you see people celebrating the Greens? Never, because they weren't a vehicle. Uh, Modern-day blackface is what it is. It really kind of is. It really kind of is. I don't think anyone cares about this. So many people care about this. Patriarchy, critiquing women's fashion because they are too dumb to debate. (laughs) Patriarchy, critiquing women's fashion because they are too dumb to debate intelligently since forever ago. How funny is this? How funny is this? She thinks I'm critiquing the shoes. She thinks I'm critiquing the shoes because I'm too dumb to debate intelligently. I'm talking about, I'm, I'm openly advocating for intellectual debate. And this person thinks that I'm only critiquing her shoes. Go to the next one. So this uh, this is the Keith Olbermann video. Mm, some people could view this as a call to arms. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, this guy is jockeying for a position in the New World Order. He's just playing up to Daddy George, who will literally... I think George is George Soros in this. 
He will literally say anything to get to the to get the far left to start burning cities again. When Obama said, uh, "Where about that?" Refreshing commentary, James. It's really nice to hear someone discuss politics without getting pulled into the dangerous rhetoric of the crazies on either side. I do believe that elections have consequences, however, and this one is important because I think it will affect the ordinary person more than the usual, depending on how it plays out. I could give you a list of reasons, but but let's just take the issue of supporting our first responders and funding police departments as an example. Violent crime has risen dramatically in places where law enforcement has been cut, so it does matter who is in power. At the same time, I don't see who... I don't see those who disagree with me as enemies, and I agree with you that most regular people on both sides just want to live their lives in peace. Uh, this is a pretty perfect comment to me. I mean, you know, it's always nice to start with a compliment, but this is a pretty good comment. It's outlined her concerns, her thoughts, her all of that. I think that, um, I I think this is, I think this is the way to go. You know, like this is a really nice comment. I think people should think like this. James voices an opinion. Every living thing in the world. I don't agree. (laughs) Very, very true. That does seem to be how it is, huh? Um, you asked when did this start? Are you with me or against me? It was president Bush back near Oh one, but it always, always boils down to that. I used I use it at home and at work quite often. Human nature is always the same. The politicians' press always set the ground for it. People fall for it and are many insulted, forced into it. So far, I've made myself immune to it. Just a hint of flack and bye-bye. I'm satisfied with my own company. I'm not sure what he was talking about. But um, I do think the media does play a big part in this because it is beneficial for the media. I I do think it's beneficial for the media to create drama and divide. That's why I think a lot of the mass media is going to go away. I, I think that a lot of the mass media will go away because they have to live in this world of strife. Well, that's not real, right? It's just not real. You know, I had, I mean, I've heard people talk about how right now is the worst time to be an American when I think it's probably the best time. Besides a global pandemic, which has nothing to do with America, it has to do with the world, but. You know, the economy's the best it's ever been. There's no unemployment. The unemployment's as low as, as it could be. We're as free as ever. There's no war. I mean, like, things are pretty cool. But if you listen to the mass media, we, we are in the end times. I mean, the the gates of hell have opened up. Anyone who thinks this guy's out of his mind, anyone who thinks this guy's out of his mind, I beg you to reconsider. Look at AOC talking about concentration camps and people ate that crap up. He knows exactly what he's doing, regardless of how crazy he sounds to rational people. He's not talking to rationality. He's talking to someone who just needs one more reason to flip out. Like James says, some people just desperately want a civil war. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think this guy, this guy understands, Buzzard Dog, one, understands that Keith Olbermann is not, um, he's not a newsman. He's he's inciting, he's talking to the, he's talking to himself. Like, I, this is I've said, I've told you before, if I wanted to be Ben Shapiro, if I wanted to be Steven Crowder, if I wanted to be the next voice of the right or the left, I could do it. I I can placate to a group, you know, I can pretend like I love Trump and I'm outraged the election and I can do that. I can get a hundred likes or I can get a hundred percent like rate on every video if I wanted to, but I don't want to. And Keith Oldman is obviously not talking to me. He's talking to the people who hate Trump. He's talking to the people who, um, he's talking to the people who agree with him. You know, if you want to, if you want to get people to agree with you, go to a homeless shelter, hand out free food, and give a lecture. Everyone with free food is going to think you're a genius. 
but it's not because of what you're saying. It's because you gave them free food. You know, I don't want to be like that. I want, I think it should be, you say what you say, people think, and then you go from there. Um, let's see. All right. So we've read these. You sound like him. Unbelievable. I'm impossible to even, I mean, what do you want me to do? Thank you, James. I like your idea that maybe both sides are being played into hating each other. I don't know if it's being done intentionally, but it should be considered. Maybe it's just an outgrowth of marketing relating to the business of distributing news, or maybe those who want to reduce America's standing in the world see pitting one side against the other as their best shot towards accomplishing that. Either way, the cautions you announce need to be heeded, in my opinion. We do have external challengers in America. Fighting each other makes their desire to reduce us easier to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, this is a little bit... This is a little bit... Um, apocalyptic, I suppose. The idea that... You know, the idea that, like, this is a master plan to divide America to make it easier to destroy. I don't know if that's the case. I do think what he said about the business of distributing news, I think this is a product of marketing. Um, I do think that if... I do think that, you know if we were in like a big game of risk, I do think right now would be certainly a vulnerable time to attack um, the foundation of America when half of the country hates the country. You know, I mean, we there, make no mistake about it. There is a large portion of Americans who do not like America. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people who don't think America is very great. They think America's racist. They think America's founded on lies. They think the constitution should be removed. They think the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, they think we should move our uh, beginning of history to 1600. You know, like the New York Times is spending a lot of time and effort rewrite, literally rewriting history. So I do think we're fractured, but I don't think the fracture is as big as they may seem. I'll tell you this. There was an old saying where, you know, dentists don't make a fortune by uh, advising their patients to take two Advils and sleep on it. You know, dentists make a fortune by telling you you need a root canal. You know, if you go to a mechanic and they say, oh, your car is fine, don't worry about it, they're going to be out of business pretty quick. The mechanics make money when they say, yeah, we need to keep your shop, your car in over, overnight, and they give you an $1,100 bill for nothing. You know, so sometimes portraying things as worse than they are is beneficial for major players. And I think people need to re remember that. Um. <clears throat> The first voice of reason I've heard. Thank you for calling out the emperor has no clothes. Uh, how many on-air jobs has this fool been fired from? Can't count them on one hand. This is a sample of what he's like behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, you know, Oldman, Oldman's had some mics. I'd vote Oldman for president. These comments are very slanted. Scrametta is trying to come across as this middle-of-the-road guy when he points out that we are divided in this country, but I'm not saying... Oh, let's see here. <clears throat> these comments are very slanted. Scrametta is trying to come across as this middle-of-the-road guy when he points out we are that divided in this country, but does not say because of Olbermann, but because of Trump evolving into a bad actor. Olbermann has the intellect to be on Scrametta's show. What would Scrametta be afraid of? Probably how angry Olbermann is, but not looking at the points he makes. Yes, I'd vote for Olbermann, too, as long as he could be cool, calm, and collected. This same guy asked me, um, the same guy asked me to, he asked me if I would have Olbermann on my show, which obviously I would. I mean, 
I think, I think this guy is really confused on how big my platform is, but, um, Oh, Charles Nagel is his name. Um, I, I, I would, I would consider myself a middle of the road guy. I mean, I think, I think I, I'm in the middle on a lot of things and I do see this. I do see the two sides of things. I mean, you know, I, I vote Republican, but I got, I don't want to sound like I'm, I don't want to sound like I don't have any like uh conviction or whatever, but the way I look at things, I just see the gray. I see the gray area. I mean, like abortion, like I would consider myself relatively against abortion, but at the same time, I understand the idea of like, Hey man, this 14 year old was raped. Um, like it's been a week and she wants to whatever, you know, like take a, take the, whatever the plan B pill, or she wants to have an abortion. So I, I get that. I don't think I would not force. I would never say no, I'm against abortion. Thus you are forced to carry your rapist baby for nine months, deliver it and then raise it or go through the process of giving it up. Like I understand those. I understand that it's not black and white. I understand that, you know, it's not as easy as saying I like life. I like babies. Thus, I'm against abortion. Like I understand there's a there is a big gray area. Like we're human beings. You know, like it's life is so confusing. It's it's not as simple as I'm Republican, thus all abortion should be illegal. You know, I mean I I I am I am in the middle. And I think that that's where people are moving more towards. I think people People aren't, it's just not that radical, you know, like it's just not that radical. I mean, even living in Mississippi, we just had a big vote about removing the state flag. I don't think the state flag is inherently racist. I, in fact, I did a video on this. I don't think the state flag is inherently racist, but I voted against the flag because I understand the gray area of, I understand where some people would be offended seeing that flag flying in front of state capitol buildings and banks. You know, do I think that the flag is racist? No. Do I think that wearing, you know, the flag on a shirt means you're a neo-Nazi? No. I think that there are some people who use that logo in that context. I mean, we have a Confederate, like, museum here. You know, like, our, where, where I'm from, the president of the Confederacy lived. And I have no problem with that museum. I don't think we should tear down the museum just because it's related to the Confederacy. The, the museum does not hold anti-African-American meetings. You know, like, like the, the, it's... There's context to everything, man. I just, you know, I, I mean, that's a bit of a rant, but I think that's kind of the place to be. Uh, division is strength, just like diversity. You can't have one without the other. <laughs> Immediately, I went on a 10-minute rant about that, and Jesse Ray Keaton um, <clears throat> immediately just nukes it. Division is a strength, just like diversity. They're not the same. They're not the same. That's like, um, so like radical Islam claims they want to be like a multi, like a multinational culture or multicultural um, religion. But at the same time, they kill anyone who doesn't believe what they believe in, including other Muslims. So it's like, there's a big difference between diversity and division. There's a big difference between, um, you know, multiculture and then multiculture, as long as you believe what I believe in, you know? Um, Right, let's move on from Olbermann. Uh, let's see. This is Kamala Harris in the hot sauce situation. 
Uh, this is very similar to the Timberland thing. Am I tripping? But I thought everyone likes hot sauce. Not the point. Um, note to Kamala Harris: Jamaicans don't use Texas Pete hot sauce. Panderer alert. Thank you for talking about this. They think we're stupid, and sadly, a lot of people. Oh, I already read that. Um, does she even normally eat food like this? We use vinegar. I've never used hot sauce. May I have to try some. At, same here. Good production for such a small subscriber base. Thank you very much. I've been addicted to Tabasco for years. I guess I'm getting the the uh, African American vote in 2024. <clears throat> I uh, I use a ton of hot sauce. I use a lot of Frank's Red Hot Sauce. You're absolutely right. Wait, so can people not use hot sauce? Eh, wrong. I never knew carrying hot sauce could be taken as being racist. Eh, wrong. I don't carry hot sauce every time I would, but I would if they sold a travel size Valentina sauce. I put Valentina hot sauce and tapatio on my popcorn eggs. I even use it as a dipping sauce for my fries. Um, Wrong. I was directed, let's see here. I was directed to your channel for watching the Biden stunt with the Despacito song. I instantly got a flush of deja vu about the Hillary Clinton hot sauce she did when she was sitting down with the Breakfast Club in 2016, which I put in the video. When I searched it, you were one of the first videos that popped up. I think it's sad that they feel they have to use appropriation by hijacking a person's ethnicity or culture. All they really need to do to help any ethnic group is to actually fund or develop programs that help those particular groups of people and to be all-inclusive with wages, medical costs, medical cost of living issues and we all struggle with. I want to subscribe to your channel, but I hesitate because of your Freemasonry background. I am a WWG one WGA kind of girl. That's the QAnon people. Um, I don't have a Freemasonry background, by the way. Uh, Interesting. Uh, 99% of agreement with me. And then at the very end here, uh, she's concerned. Here you go. You know, at the very end, she's concerned that possibly her um, QAnon background will not match with me. Uh, let's see. That's all certain people need. It's disgusting. It really proved that it's not the first time she's seen greens. It's, gr- it's good that people from different backgrounds can see this BS. Uh, <clears throat> can't the elections be about real issues, not hot sauce? Uh, definitely a cringe watch. Hillary got swag, Team Hillary. Interesting. I could not think of someone with less swag. Hot sauce is an antioxidant. Also, it's used as a blood thinner, which is why Hillary uses it. Kamala is a cook and uses it all the time. Check out her cooking skills, and for the record, cook greens at her Thanksgiving dinner that she makes herself every year. <clears throat> also, Indians love hot, love spices. Food rec- for, for the record and food for thought. I'm pretty sure this is like a low-key hot sauce stan account, uh, starting off with the antioxidants. Um, by the way, if you're a good cook, if you're a good cook, then you're you don't use hot sauce. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to find hot sauce in uh, Thomas Keller's kitchens. I think we're good. I think we're pretty good. <clears throat> oh, this is the, the last one we'll do is this video I did on Katie Nolan and Jason Whitlock. And Jason Whitlock was discussing how Katie Nolan and Maria Taylor are higher for their looks and that a lot of women in sports media um, aren't, uh, shouldn't be there. I kind of gave both sides of this. and A lot of people called me a simp and uh, didn't like what I had to say. I think there is a difference between finding an actor or a comedian in a bar than a journalist. 
Um, this was, I was talking about how, you know, nowadays with blogs and podcasts and YouTube channels, you can have a bartender who's got, you know, 20,000 blog posts. And if she goes from a bar to ESPN, it's like, well, why does she, why, what experience does she have? Why should she be on there? And it's like, well, yeah, she wasn't professionally working at a newspaper, but she has plenty of skill writing and con- creating content and stuff like that. Back in the old days, you would only go from ESPN after being at like, you know, a newspaper or a TV station or something like that. But now it's easier because people always say Katie Nolan went from a bartender to being in sports media, but she had a YouTube channel. She had been working for Gaiaism, you know, so, um, yeah, I, I think that's just times are different. If you listen to Whitlock, he explains that she's not even involved in the writing process. Most comedians are involved somewhat. She's not. She's lazy and relies on her looks to get around. Um, no, most comedians... First of all, she's not a comedian. And second of all, a lot of TV hosts aren't involved in the writing process. A lot of TV hosts are just handed the script or handed um, the jokes for their final look, and especially the bigger ones. You know, like the greats, yeah, the greats are probably writing a lot of their own jokes, but a lot of people have a team of writers, and that's why they have a team of writers. Uh, this guy should not have a speaking role. I'm not sure if he's talking about me or uh, or Jason Whitlock. Look at Trump. He is president of the United States and has no experience in politics. That's all you had to say, man, and would have won the argument. <clears throat> See, I don't think that's a... I think that's kind of an easy way out, to be honest, because I don't think Trump was elected because... I don't think I don't think Trump was elected as a politician. I think Trump was elected as a non-politician, and a lot of people elected him because of his business acumen. Um, I don't think it's as simple as I don't think it's as simple as if you're running for president, you should be a politician. Um, a lot of what Trump did translated to the same skills it would take to be a politician. If anything. Young Joshua here, Joshua Allen, who commented this, made my point is that nowadays there are a lot of skills that rotate, like having a YouTube channel, having a podcast, like having a podcast, a good example. Me doing this podcast, editing the audio, speaking, even though I'm speaking to no one, as far as like in this room, even though there's no one here and there's no one publishing my or uh, producing, I'm doing all that stuff, like those skills still translate as if I were working at ESPN radio. If I, tomorrow I got a job at ESPN and I had a three hour radio cha- uh, station, I would know how I was going to run my show. Cause I've ran this show for years. I would know how I want my show to be edited. Cause I've edited it for years. I would know how to structure my show. Cause I've done that for years. I wouldn't get to the microphone and say, how the hell am I going to talk for an hour? I know how to do that. I've done it. You know, I've done it. Even though I've never, ever actually worked in radio, I I worked at radio for a short period of time, but I was in college. It wasn't a paid gig. Um, But even though I've never been on terrestrial radio, I could do it tomorrow because I've spent thousands of hours doing it. You know, if I would rather hire somebody in construction who's worked on a construction, who's built construction in their backyard for two years, there's someone with a construction degree fresh out of college who's never built anything. I'll put it like that. Um, Jason Whitlock is under no fire because he's not, he's, he does not have a boss. He has his own boss. He's, he has a partner with Clay Travis. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think I ever mentioned him being under fire. But 
uh, talk fast. Oh, this, oh, this guy, um, this guy, this guy really doesn't like me. Um, Ryan Hotchkiss. I talked about this on stream. He has like, he has like 10 comments on my channel and a lot of them got deleted, but here's a couple of them. Talk faster, work harder. You have a future. This ain't it. You know Whitlock was right. Disappointed that you can make excuse. Disappointed that you make excuses for attractive, unintelligent people. Bummer that you think fair is a stupid concept. I hope you lose. Uh, by the way, fair is a stupid concept. There is no such thing as fair. There is no such thing as fair. That um, that is something really important to know in life and also in um content and media is that there really isn't fair, you know, no offense or not to sound conceited, but if all things were equal, you know, I think, I think I have the ability to be on a bigger show than my own podcast. You know what I mean? Like talent does not fairness is, is a stupid concept. You can look at, you know, music for that. Billie Eilish is not the greatest singer of all time. Are there better singers in your hometown who aren't Billie Eilish? Yes. But, you know, she got to the top. That's it. Is it fair? I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know what is fair. Probably not. Yeah, you know, things aren't fair. There's there's directors of banks or presidents of banks who got where they are because of connections and who they know and are they the is every single person the best at their job? No. No, it's not. I mean, it's just it's just how life works. If you're if you're in a business, if you're in anything, and you expect for things to work out in a fair, balanced, correct way, I got bad news for you, man. I got real bad news for you. The last thing we're gonna do, let's look at the comments held for review. Uh, these are usually the worst videos. I mean, these are the worst comments. So we'll go through these. These are usually hate-filled. Uh, this one is Chelsea Handler. Okay, okay, okay. This one is the Kamala Harris hot sauce one. What the fuck is this video, dude? Are you really that stupid? Uh, this one is on the Kamala Harris Timberlands. It's pronounced comma law. Comma law. It's pronounced comma law. I said Kamala. It's pronounced comma law. Asshat. This is Oberman's video. Oberman's is all caps. Oberman says every time he thinks or hears Trump's name, he immediately shits himself. He said that he went to the dollar store for new undies, but the lady told him that there were wing nuts just like him who got there before him. So she said to go to Kmart and get him some huggies. Oberman is not an... Oberman is not anal retentive, according to the husband of many years. In the slightest thought, slightest thought will make him shit out of his mouth. Thank you very much, Grady Pryor, for that comment. Um, Oberman video. He's gone insane because he has lost his career for other unhinged skites, uh, schizo rants like a little baby. He needs serious therapy. Someone needs to slap the shit out of this washed up POS. I wonder if he was tubing during this under the table. Nice. This channel sucks. Unsubscribed. Overman is a good man telling the truth. He just has no time for stupid assholes. Headphone guy, that's me, is full of shit. 
under the guise of let's all get along as long. Total meandering and pandering bullshit. Yeah, <clears throat> nothing worse than me, a.k.a. headphone guy, saying let's all just get along. Shut the fuck up, you're annoying. Trump supporters are vile, evil, ignorant morons. Very, very nice comment. Kamala is one badass lady. Shut your dumb pie hole. She is beautiful. Irrelevant. Best take I've seen on it. Thank you. Why uh, Why was that for review? That shouldn't have been for review. Oldman is a reflection of the Marcus communist must that will reside in the White House should Americans ever be that stupid to elect Biden, who has now been proven to be in bed with China and Russia. What a sellout prick. I got a feeling Rick Cook is not feeling great. Uh, what a complete piece of shit. Doing my best out here. Doing my best. Um, shut the fuck up. Nice. Mm, I think that's it, huh? Yep. I think that might it. Let's see. Awesome clip. I just subscribed to your channel. Hey, why was that under review? That seemed nice. That was very nice. Um, cool. Well, there you go. There it is, guys. That wasn't too bad, huh? That wasn't too bad. <clears throat> it wasn't too bad at all. So there you go. So those are the comments. We went about an hour 20 here. Went a little long. Um, obviously, the you know, the comments that are the videos that are the most popular right now are those. But there's comments like this on all my videos. Um, if you ever want to enjoy yourself, just go to my channel, go to YouTube, go to the comments and see what people are saying. <clears throat> um, it's fun. It's fun to check out for sure. But thank you very much, guys, for for entertaining yourself with this podcast today. I appreciate that very, very much. Two comp, two podcasts in one week. Who the hell do I think, I think I am? James Scrimetta. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Have a great weekend. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Uh, next weekend or next week, I'm hoping we get back to normal with a lot of uh, our content as far as like Reaction Wednesdays and the streams and all that stuff. Um, all that. So it's just been a crazy couple of weeks, guys. So appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for um, always reaching out. I've had a lot of comments recently about people new to the podcast. Um, anytime you see people who are looking for a new podcast or all that, uh, make sure to throw them my podcast. Um, I've had quite a few people over the past couple of weeks who are new to the podcast. And um, <clears throat> I always know that that's a good sign is whenever they listen to an older show and then they listen to an older show. And it's like, that's usually a pretty good sign that we're putting out some pretty decent shit. So um, I appreciate it. Hope y'all enjoy my denim jacket. I hope y'all enjoy the first day of the denim jacket. I think it looks great. I mean, I'm really happy with it. I mean, I'm really happy with how it's, how it's kind of, I got the collar, collar popped here, but I'm really liking how it looks on camera. And if it looks good on camera, Usually it looks even better on in person. It's really hard for stuff to look good in camera. Camera camera's kind of weird. Cameras camera is one of those things that like it shows your flaws. Uh, if you have a you know you have like a patchy beard or something, if you're on camera, it'll show way more than the eyeballs. So I mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of showing off the jacket here in the camera, just checking it out. 
looks pretty good, man. I, I might start wearing this thing pretty heavily. So, thank you. I've been uh, I've been like keeping it in my bed when I sleep, like kind of like roll over on it, you know, like kind of br- bunch it, break it up. You know, it's denim, so it's like it's like a pair of jeans at the beginning. It's kind of it's kind of tough, man. Like I feel like I should be like you know like like uh, wrangling some calf or something. So I feel like I feel like the more I get in on it, you know, the more I, the more I move around like i feel like i should go outside and build a fence like if i go build a fence i feel like uh you know i feel like this thing would be fitting like a damn glove you know that's what that's the key it's just kind of fucking breaking it in so i'm a denim jacket guy now man so uh as my new clothes come in my i bought some damn white adidas like some stan smiths i'm 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 telling y'all right now for the next like two years in my early 30s, I think I'm just going to start dressing like Lenny Kravitz and Harry Styles. Like I, I'm about to, I'm about to be straight up acting brand new. I'm about to be, I'm about, to, I'm about to be acting out of pocket, boy. I'm about to be acting a fool, boy. Man, man's y'all, y'all, ain't, y'all ain't even gonna look, dude. Look at this. You kidding me? Come on, move the microphone. <laughs> you kidding me? Oh, baby. Hey, you talk about it's buttoned up too. And if, if if it looks decent buttoned up, and if you're listening to this on audio, I'm really sorry that you had to go through this. Thank you all again, guys, for listening. This has been the greatest podcast on earth, The James Cometa Show. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah.